Good morning. Happy Mother's Day. Let me first of all, I want to thank Katie and Cindy for their work with the children's music this morning at the 9 o'clock service. Uh, they put us on a little spring concert and it was well received and well attended. I want to thank them again. Also, I want to remind you a few things as I welcome you here today. Today is traditionally Epperett Children's Home Offering Day, and hopefully it's either in your bulletin or maybe in the back. You might have seen something like this, a little peak envelope. And just to remind you that we are, uh, this is one of the two free will offerings that goes to help uh, with the Children's Home in Columbia, which is, of course, our, our home for... Uh, uh, children who are not who don't have parents that can take care of them or don't have parents at all and so it's a great worthy uh, ministry of our conference and we have been supporting it for many years anyway I just hope that you'll uh, think about giving an offering for it the other thing I want to remind the confirmation class who I understand, uh, who had just come off of their retreat and had a great awesome time as I was told by one of them uh, they will not meet today as originally scheduled because it's Mother's Day. But they, so we want them to come on next Sunday school hour next week. Go by your Sunday school and register your attendance and then come and meet me and those who are helping me that day here in the sanctuary for some last minute instructions before we have confirmation, the actual confirmation at 11 o'clock at next week's uh, service. I hope that you will come and attend and support these young people as they make their profession of faith and become members of our church. We have eight uh, who we become confirmed. Also a reminder that Tuesday night there is a dinner at Lorinda's at 5.30. And if you've never eaten there, you should come and eat and it will support uh, the Youth Mission Fund. And that's at 5.30 Tuesday at Lorinda's. Relay for Life, we have a special announcement. And Ellen, if you want to come on up for that. And while Ellen's coming up to give that announcement, let me uh, give you another two announcements real fast. One is men's barbecue is Saturday morning at 11 o'clock uh, here at the church. You, you don't want to miss getting some barbecue uh, this coming Saturday morning. And then after this service, uh, if you would, if you, any, some of you able-bodied men would stay and help uh, Jessica and the other bell ringers put away the handbells. And as always, we thank you for your service with the handbells. Okay, Ellen, if El after Ellen's uh, announcement, we'll begin our service. Good morning. I don't know what you're going to be doing on Friday night. You may be going to a movie, you may be going out to eat, but I hope that you will come to Dooley Field to join us for Relay for Life. It is the American Cancer Society's Relay for Life. It'll be held this Friday. We're back at Dooley Field, which is behind Chandler Creek Elementary. It's the football field. We were there three or four years ago. We moved to the high school while they were renovating the stadium, and we're back at the stadium this Friday night. Um, we will celebrate the lives of those who have battled cancer and won, and we will remember those who have lost their lives to cancer, and we will fight back by learning what can be done to conquer cancer. There will be food, games, contests, and more. 
Many of your friends at Memorial have been working long hours to prepare for this event, and we will have a tent on the home side of the field and contestants for the Clown and Talent Contest that night. So come join us Friday night from 6 p.m. to midnight. We'd love to see you. Thank you.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray together. Eternal God, you raised from the dead our Lord Jesus, and by your Holy Spirit brought to life your church. Breathe upon us again with your Spirit, and give new life to your people, through the same Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. affirm our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day He rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence He shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
Please be seated. Let our children come up at this time for children's time. special day is it today? Mother's Day. So we celebrate mothers and grandmothers today. Okay, well I brought some items um, to talk about with Mother's Day. And um, we are going to talk about how they relate to our moms and ourselves as a family. Alright, so the first thing is something healthy you could have for breakfast. Would you want to eat this for breakfast? Would it be your favorite thing to eat for breakfast? <laughs> what would be your favorite thing? Waffles. Donuts. Chocolate Pop-Tarts with sprinkles. All right, well, um, growing up, my favorite would have been a Krispy Kreme donut, too. Um, but we always had a healthy breakfast at home before school and um, so I brought this to remind you of our mothers and how they want us to grow up being strong and healthy and start the day right instead of with lots of sugar right okay um, what is this it's the Bible um, do our moms want us to read the Bible and what about other books Okay, why? He says so we can get better at reading. What else? So we can learn. Okay, is it a little bit healthier for your brain to be a good reader? Yeah, that's a little bit healthier than sitting around playing video games, right? Okay. <clears throat> and your mom also knows that being able to read will help you with your education, and education is what you need most um, as far as school goes to get you where you want to be and um, further your life um, at, um, intellectually. All right, so I didn't have a clock, but this is to remind you of passing of what is a clock measure? What is this measure? The time time. Okay, so um, this happens with our boys at home. If they want to go play with a friend in, in the neighborhood, they have to be home at a certain time. They have to be back at a certain time. And um, Is that expected in your home too? Okay. Why would that be important? Okay, to be back for dinner on time. Is it important for mom to know you're back on time, to know you're safe too? Yeah, she knows and needs to know where you are and who you're with and, and that you're back on time and safe. Okay, and the last thing, what do we use this for? Um, we use it like clean counter. 
Okay, to clean counters. Sometimes. To clean dishes. Okay, it could be to clean dishes. Do you have chores at home? Not much. You have some chores now? What do you have to help with? You got to do some chores today? Good. What do you have to do? Clean our house. Yep, we have to help clean up. Okay. All right, so I had jobs growing up at home too. I had chores I had to do, and, um, and I was expected to do them without being reminded, without being told every time. Um, <clears throat> why do you think that is? do what your parents are expecting okay um, and and one of the lessons there is that a happy happy family works together to achieve goals right and to keep a, a nice house um, so sometimes you think maybe those chores and maybe that homework maybe that's all not fair but it's part of, of life and it's part of what we have to do and it's part of our expectations and um, and these things are expected from our mothers because they love us, and they want what's best for us, right? Okay. All right, so you want to say a prayer with me? And I've got some um, coloring sheets or crosswords and word searches you can take with you. Okay, you want to bow your heads? Father, we thank our mothers. Help us to remember that when we think of our mother <clears throat> and when we think she is giving us too many rules and expectations, that she is just showing us how much she loves us. Amen. When I was a little Wycliffe in uh, first grade, my teacher, Miss Owens, asked us to memorize uh, today's scripture lesson. And to incentivize us, she was going to give us a, a silver dollar. Well, I earned that silver dollar, and I think we still have it. We do still have it, so I still have money. So today's scripture lesson is the 23rd Psalm. Most of us know this by heart. But if you want to read along, it's on page 862 in your pew Bibles. <clears throat> a Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
Let us bow our heads. O God, in your mercy, hear our prayers. O God, you have cared for us in so many ways, and you are worthy of our praise, O Lord, this day, and we offer it in, in music and in words and in our, with our spirits. We know that you knew we needed a shepherd because we're often like sheep. We, we go astray, and we do not keep our eyes uh, toward the path that you, you show us. Instead, we go off on our own way. And although we have received everything from your hand, we often are greedy and won't share it with others. Or we focus on our own sufferings and ignore Jesus' suffering for our sakes. Oh Lord, where we've been stubborn, where we've been selfish, forgive us. Forgive us this day. Help us by the power of the Holy Spirit to have our eyes opened and keep them on Jesus. And help us, help him to bring people into the kingdom. We're reminded this day of many who are sick, many who are mourning or sad. And Lord, we lift up before you this day all those who are listed on our prayer list and all those who may be on our hearts now and we may name in the silence of our hearts. We know this day there are many who are walking through that valley of the shadow of death. We pray that you'd lead them beside still waters. You'd have them to lie down in green pastures of rest. And you would restore them and heal them. And we come before you this day with these requests and, and we approach you boldly because we know you are our Lord and our Savior. And it's by your grace that we are healed. And it is in your mercy that you hear us. And so we pray this day, O Lord, with one voice and one heart and spirit as you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us continue our worship with our giving. Let our ushers come forward as we give our tithes and our offerings.
seated. Proverbs in the Old Testament, chapter 31, has this section at the very end called The Wife of Noble Character. I want to read you these verses. Begin at chapter 31, verse 10. A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She's like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it's still dark, and she provides food for her family and portions for her servant girls. And she considers a field, and she buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. And she sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her task. She sees that her trading is profitable, and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. And she opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She's clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She's clothed with strength and dignity, and she can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue, and she watches over the fares of her household and she does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward she has earned and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, on this day that we set aside in our secular calendar as Mother's Day, it is very appropriate that in the church we would hold up in high esteem all those women of noble character. And we pray, oh Lord, that each one here and the ones that may not be here would receive a blessing today from you. And we pray, O oh Lord, your spirit would help us and guide us now. Amen. You know, when I first came across that proverb, I thought it reads like a greeting card. You know, we spent a lot of times looking at greeting cards and what they say before we purchase them. And it's amazing how some simple words written on a greeting card can often bring to tears uh, someone. Um, and this person described here is... Uh, of course, finding uh, favor with her husband, her children, and her creator. And, and of course, this passage is not meant to limit anybody in any way. It's not extended to place any guilt or create unrealistic expectations. That's the disclaimer for my sermon. You know how you have them disclaimers after everything? 
This passage is noteworthy because it reminds us that we are to praise the women in our lives, the noble women that we all know. And this is a tribute in the Holy Scriptures by God for that purpose. And so I would hope that you women would sit back and enjoy it. You men would listen closely so that you might be challenged uh, to hold up and lift up those women that you know that have noble characters. One of the first things I think that it says that is important to grasp is, is simply that she is worthy of praise because she's found herself, she's shown herself rather, as praiseworthy, you see. And I think that's really important. Uh, you know, men, there should not be a day that goes by that those women you know that are noble in your life, be they your mom, your girlfriend, or, or grandmother, or whoever, aunts, whatever, or just maybe a coworker. They're a noble person. They should be praised. They should be told how valuable they are and how valuable they are in God's plan. Now, one of the unfortunate things about being a pastor who lives a different state away from his mother is he can't be there on Mother's Day. I, I did go up and see her yesterday. I brought her a plant and offered to take her out to lunch. She was not feeling too well. Gave her one of those greeting cards that brought tears to her eyes. And I was reminded not only of her, but my grandmothers, uh, my aunts, who most of all of them have, are passed away now, and all these other people, my school teachers, my Sunday school teachers, uh, mostly women, who molded me and helped me through the years to become, I think, the person I am today. And I, and I think that this tribute is, is a beautiful tribute to them and all the ways that they've, they've helped uh, me in my life. And I'm sure you've got the same kind of feeling about many, many noble women in your life. But one of the most noblest women in my life is my wife, Brenda. Now, Brenda and I are like any couple. We have our good days and she has her bad days. No, oops, I mean, she, we have our bad days together. One time I said something like that, and she was sitting in the audience, and I, boy, she gave me a hard time when I got home, I tell you. But not many days go by that I do not realize how privileged I am to have such an incredible wife. I, you know, she went to preaching about six years ago, but up to that point, she was a vital part of my ministry. She was at every service. She often assisted me with communion, preaching, and she always went to the back and shook hands. I really regret that you won't get to know her in that way. Uh, but she is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly person, and I'm incredibly blessed um, because I have known her. We celebrate 35 years this August in marriage. And I plan to eat lunch with her today, take her to lunch, and tell her again how blessed I am to have her in my life. Men, if you're married, value your wife. Your wife is very precious. Let her know how blessed you are because of her. You know, this also upholds motherhood, and I think it's important for us to think about motherhood. Not everyone can have children, not everybody has children, but it's important to see how her motherhood was held up by God in these verses. And it seems to me like a lot of people today want to blame their mothers for their problems. You see this often on, talk, on some of the talk shows and other shows. 
the, if it was, you know, it almost makes you think that the whole world is terrible today because of bad mothers. And I don't know about you, but I didn't have a bad mother and I can't relate to that. I had a very loving mother and loving grandmothers. And I bet you, if you think about it, even if your mother wasn't the most loving mother in the world, if you can think, I bet you will think about some things that she did while you were growing up that helped you, that took care of you and concerned for you. Just like in these verses, just like it talks about where they, she made sure her household was clothed properly. She made sure that they had the food they needed. She made sure that they would respond in ways that were correct when they left home. You know, it's an honor to go to another person's house and visit them and to express your individuality and them to say, your mom must have done a good job training you, right? And that's especially as important for any of you young folks out here. When you go and go spend the night somewhere, you remember you represent your family, you represent the upbringing of your mother and your father and your grandparents and so forth and so on. So I think it's important that we do honor our mothers for any little thing that they, we might have took it for granted when we are growing up. And of course, if we had a loving mother, and even if she's passed away now, I'm very lucky and blessed that mine is still alive, but even if she's passed away, you know that there's a lot to be thankful for for those years that you had her. And I hope and pray that you'll just say a little prayer sometime today that says, thank you, Mother. Thank you for all that you did in my life. You know, Winston Churchill once said that the greatest teacher he ever had was not found in any school. He said it was his mother. John Wesley attributed almost all of his success to the ministry of his mother. The attention that she gave to his spiritual upbringing when he was a young boy. And I'm happy to tell you that if you go to Lake Junaluska and visit, you'll see a tribute to her, uh, Susanna Wesley, there in the Wesley, in the Wesley Museum. You know, I believe that everybody, even those who might thought that their mother wasn't the best, can think of some reason to honor those people who have been mothers to them in their life. I have many aunts when I was growing up, and I had, did not have any big sisters. But those aunts, they were very precious to me. And they helped me a whole lot. Whether they had any children of their own or not, they were great. And I think you've probably got a few of those you can think of today. If they're still living, call them today and tell them how much you appreciate what they did. They are one of the noble women in your life. You know, it's important for us to think about when this was written. We have pictured a woman of strength, a woman who is compassionate, a woman who's wise in her counsel, a woman who opens her arms to the poor, a woman who extends her hands to the needy, a woman who's praised not only in her household but her community. Her interests reach far beyond her home as they should. It says that she helped to actually make money, all right? This was written almost 3,000 years ago, and basically, if you read it carefully, you'll see that it's praiseworthy for her also in her career. 
She was a career woman. She was a career woman. It says she selected wool and facts. She was like a merchant ship. Uh, she got up and bought a field and made a, made a, a, a vineyard with it. She was ever bit a career woman as any we have today. Her interest reached far beyond her home as they should. And in our church, in our community, we have women like that who make awfully great big contributions, okay? In leadership areas, uh, in the schools and in civic organizations, in places like the council here, and in places like the town council and the county council. And these women are making Greer to be a better place. They are noble women as far as I'm concerned, and they are also what this proverb is talking about. And I think that we need to think of those women in our community. We need to let them know how much we appreciate the work they're doing and hold them up they're, as noble women worthy of praise. You know, men, if we would just follow the example of Proverbs 31 more, you know, I think we'd be a whole lot better myself. I almost wanted to preach this to the men. I might turn around and re-preach it to you men on Father's Day because there's no better example, in my opinion, than the example given in this scripture of a noble woman and is the way she acts and operates with her family and community is the way we all should operate and act with our family and community. This woman lives for her family and her community, but most of all, she lives for God. She is worthy of her praise. If you'll notice those last few verses, he says, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised, is to be praised. And it seems to me like that they deserve a lot of reward. And the Lord, I believe, was expressing that to us through this scripture. Just in case you don't know it, the city gate was one of those important places in the community. And to be talked about it there was a great honor. So let me just say to you, talk about the noble women you know in the city gates, those places of honor that you're part of. And let me conclude by saying that, again, if your mom is alive today, let her know how much you love her and praise her following this command of Christ to love. And if you have a wife, tell her how much you appreciate her, how much you're blessed by her. And I say to everyone here, share with those noble women that you know how much they mean to you in your church and your community. And one last word, you men. Consider carefully. Consider carefully this scripture. Consider carefully what it says about those noble women. And consider how important it is for you also to live a spiritually sound life. These are attributes that we can all strive for, whether we're male or female. Ralph Waldo Emerson was not known necessarily as a very devout Christian, but he was known for some very important writing. And oftentimes I don't think he realized it, but he wrote things that could have come right out of the 
the Lord's mouth, I believe. And he wrote, he wrote this in response to a question that was, how do you measure success? Let me just share it with you. Emerson said, you measure success this way. To laugh often and much. To win the respect of intelligent people and the affection of children. To earn the appreciation of honest critics and endure the betrayal of false friends. To appreciate beauty to find the best in others, to leave the world a better place, whether by a child or a redeemed social condition or a job well done. This, he said, is how to have succeeded. I can't think of any better words. And so this day we honor and praise you women who are noble, who are part of our life, And we praise you and thank you for the gifts of love that you offer and the gifts of service that you render in our life. And I salute you for a job well done. And I pray your blessings upon you this day. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit. May they be yours this day and each day. Amen.